welcome each and every one of you tonight to our program. This is Help and Hope for Families, where we deal with issues affecting marriages and families today. I'm Tim Tucker, affiliate staff member with Family Life here in Pittsburgh, and with me with all their great energy <laughs> is Scott and Catherine Mercer, <laughs> part of our Pittsburgh Family Life team. <laughs> yes, is Tigger to my right here. <laughs> and Tom and Pam Jones. Tom is an associate pastor and a licensed Christian counselor, and Pam is a real estate agent in the Pittsburgh area. Welcome to you all. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Good to be back. So the question for us tonight that we'd like to deal with is, can a husband really meet all the emotional needs of his wife. <laughs> Clinical psychologist and author Dr. Willard Harley Jr. defines an emotional need as, quote, a craving that when satisfied leaves you with a feeling of happiness and contentment, and when unsatisfied leaves you with a feeling of unhappiness and frustration. And there was a pastor in Indiana who said, when we have an expectation that a husband or wife fulfill us, we set ourselves up for disappointment because no human being can satisfy another human being. Mm -hmm. To hope that another human being can meet our needs is asking too much, unquote. So Tom, what are some basic needs though that every husband can and should meet for their wives? Well, I think that we can certainly look at husbands can meet that need for affection. And I often think about the fact that when God created Adam before Eve was created, Adam was in a perfect relationship with God. There was no sin in the world. It was a perfect relationship. And it wasn't Adam that said that it wasn't good. It was God that said it's not good for man to be alone. And so God does create us in that in that relationship to meet that. So certainly affection. Conversation, I mean, conversation is very important to uh, to a wife that that I just want to know that you care enough about me to talk to me to be mm-hmm. to be interested in what's going on in my life honesty and openness is something financial support and in being committed to the family um, these are these are given in a marriage relationship but I think too often more can be expected than is possible we are not God <coughs> and only God himself can feel the need can feel the needs our spouse can't uh, the question is, can I trust God for that which my spouse cannot give me? Uh, if I expect Pam, as much as I love Pam, and she said in her earlier episode how much she loves me, I also love that this is an incredible woman. But one thing I do know is when I set her up to do what only God can do, mm-hmm. I set her up to fail Absolutely. because she cannot do it. Right. Yeah, your key word there is all of the emotional needs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very key. Yes. And you know what? I think that gives us the opportunity to see how God can work. We, we are encouraged by our spouse, and we know that they will, he or she will have difficult days. What happens when we uh, come upon a difficult health issue or financial strains or stresses? Um, all of a sudden, we're expecting yeah. our spouse to deliver in the times that they don't necessarily have control of over right Mm -hmm. and so we expectations there we go expectations is on one end of the spectrum reality is in the other and tom you pointed it to us Mm -hmm. there's this whole gap that could be called disappointment right in the middle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think it's unfortunate i think a lot of the problem is we go into things thinking that it's the cinderella thing yeah we're in a culture that everything (laughs) our prince charming's coming along he's going to take care of everything and truth is 
only God can fill that, mm-hmm. um, no matter I, how much. I owned a white horse. What <laughs> more did you want? <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And in those difficult times, those times that we've talked about, it is the times that that we have only God to lean on. Yeah. That spouse mm-hmm. is not there. That spouse can't do it. We lean on him. Psalm 20 and 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. So the only one that we can trust through thick and thin Fully. is God. Amen. We can Amen. follow him. God won't let us Amen. down. Amen. Right. He's Never. the only perfect one. Yes. Right? Yes. In that verse, uh, Philippians four nineteen, who's going to supply all our needs? God. God. Yeah, supply. Right. Uh, God shall supply all your need mm-hmm. according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. According right. to His riches. His and glory. riches. Yeah. Right. Right. Amen. Right. Yes, and Jesus said in Matthew six eight, "Your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask Him." When we demand. I have a feeling I've done that a few times <laughs> of our husbands. Things that only our Heavenly Father can give us, then mm-hmm. we're really asking too much. Yeah. The lack of contentment in this area is what drives many spouses to seek relationships with other people who, you know, who will take care of them or every need. And that sets the couple up for failure. Yeah. The Bible says... Godliness with contentment is great gain. I love that. First Timothy six six. Paul had to learn in Philippians four eleven, I have learned in whatever state I am in this to be content. Mm. By the way, he was in prison when he wrote this. Mm-hmm. And I think contentment is so key in a marriage relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that contentment cannot be found in the other person. No. Amen. No. It can only be found in Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so when the other person lets us down and disappoints us, where do we go? Oftentimes, if we don't have a strength of faith in Scripture and in God, right. we go to other people. Yeah. And that can be very dangerous, yes. especially if it's at the opposite gender. Yes. Right. They give us bad, bad advice. Even our friends would advise you, oh, I would just... Get rid of them. Absolutely. Just move on. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the practices we've learned in our marriages, I'm sure many of you right around the table tonight, is just how much power there is in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I quickest to go to the Lord to pray to him for the needs that really are deep in my heart to be met? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do I pray, and I've made a practice of this, do I pray for Scott as he has left for the day? Do I pray over him? Do I pray for him that the Lord would fill him? And in a way, that brings a blessing back to our marriage. So mm-hmm. the practice of prayer in considering what the scriptures are saying to us is so important. And, yeah, yeah go ahead, Scott. I'm just thinking of the person out there that's listening and says, you don't know my husband or you don't mm, know my wife. They are true. emotionally disconnected from me and I'm disattached and I, I'm never going to get them back or they're never going to. There's no way I can talk to that woman or there's no way that that woman or, or the, the woman might be saying this. This man does not share whom he is and who is lie. I don't know who he is. He's a stranger. Mm-hmm. What do we say to them? We say to them that the answer, the fulfillment that they're looking for cannot be found in their spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, that's, that's a quick and easy. Oh, that's so easy to say. How cavalier of me. Mm-hmm. But it's so true in that commitment level that we're talking about. Who is the one that's not going to let us down? And, not, mm-hmm. and that is going to be God. And that is the scripture. And that's a hard thing because we want the physical attachment. Yes. Yeah. We want to know that that person is our soulmate. Yes. And they're not giving that soul... Th- to us, mm-hmm. 
And we can't expect that. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not capable of doing that. All right. We need that Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. There, there are lots of things that we can do, we must do when we're right. disconnected. Something we're never sure. There's never a shortage of resources. I've said this before. There's a shortage of my desire to do mm-hmm. something, but there's not a shortage of resource. Great resource, uh, Gary Chapman, Five Love Languages. Yeah. Yes. Do I bother to take that time and invest in understanding what the love language is of my spouse? Because when that happens and I do invest that way, my spouse can then begin to say, hmm, they're speaking to what naturally comes to me. Do I know what that natural inclination is? That may just be the way to get him to connect emotionally. If I'm speaking into what his love language is, it's not that. But I'm doing things that draw that out of him. His love language might be physical touch. Right. And, and when, when I'm doing that and, and there is that intimacy there, um, he may be more inclined to share something a little bit more emotional with me. Right. Um, you know, the, yeah, there are five different love languages. Acts of service, we, you know, gift giving, physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation. Those are the five generals. Uh, and, and they, you know, if we tap into what that is and how that works, um, that, that can definitely go towards steps because when the other person sees me reaching that way, they might reach back. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's important for us to remember, and we've, and we've talked about this, but I think it's important to remember that no one can possibly meet all the emotional needs of their spouse. Mm-hmm. Only God can do that. And I think part of what happens in these cases, I see this in couples that I work with, is, okay, well, my spouse isn't meeting all of my needs, but the right one out there can. Still if can. I can just, but there's no one, no one, no one that can do that, only God. And so that's oftentimes is what breaks down, especially I think with women, they're wanting to hear things from their husband, they're not hearing them from him, so on the job or wherever they find this guy that does. And Pam was talking about Cinderella. We just don't know that much about Prince Charming. We don't know if he was a mama's boy. We don't know if he was moody. We don't know what happened in the castle. We just saw that everybody lives happily Does he ever. leave his underwear that's, that's right. That's right. Now we're talking about Prince Charming. But anyway, so when a person becomes a believer in Jesus Christ, God gives them his Holy Spirit, who is the source of the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance that gives us the contentment we need with how God made our spouses Mm -hmm. and can empower us to love and accept them the way they are, even if they don't speak love in our love language. So we do this with no bitterness, anger, or resentment, which can lead to discord to the fracture of marriage. I just think that's so important for us to remember. It is. Mm Well, Family Life offers a lot of resources to help with your marriage, and including the five love languages by Dr. Chapman. Go to familylife.com and be sure to download the Family Life app to access more resources to help your marriage and your family thrive. And Catherine, what's happening this fall? Oh, we have a blessing coming to Pittsburgh this fall. Family Life's Weekend to Remember, which is a two-and-a-half-day getaway, just a great time to invest in your marriage. Whether you're in a great place and and you don't have any necessary stress in the Unmet moment expectations oh, but if you do <laughs> and you're struggling and you want to come to a safe place with some great people hear biblical content 
as it applies to your marriage, then you're going to want to join us for one of the two Weekend to Remember getaways. 95% of our past guests say that Weekend to Remember has had a positive impact on their marriage. So how do you learn about it? WeekendToRemember.com. You can go there and get some more information. You can also call 1-800-FL-TODAY, or that's one 800 358 6329. And you're going to want to register with promo co- code Weekend Together, and that will save $100 off a couple's registration. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. One more thing I'd like to tell you we have some scholarships, especially for our pastoral couples, and they can learn about that at familylife.com past, forward slash pastor WTR. So if that applies to you, you're going to want to check that out. Tom, give us your contact information. Sure, as well. I can be found at Keystone Christian Counseling and Life Coaching. Uh, phone number 724 672 3670. Website www.thekeystone or by email tj1162 at gmail.com. And thank you for joining us tonight, everyone. And we hope to see you next Sunday night at the same time for Help and Hope for Families. Thanks so much.